This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Edutech Guys Radio, radio radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site and this program for those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Oh, hello, and welcome to this episode of EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. And we want to thank CDWG for providing some of the equipment that we use on the show. I am one of your hosts, the babbling idiot, <laughs> David Henderson. I'm the giggling goofball, Greg Moore. <laughs> and I'm the fat ginger, Jeff Mallow. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those shows. It's one of those shows. <laughs> Give me a awesome. good day. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, hey, be sure to check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. You can drop down to the bottom of the page and... Fill out the old comment form and let us know how beautiful we are. <laughs> also, check us out on the Twitter at www.twitter.com slash edutechguys. Or at edutechguys if you want to catch us on there. Also, right now we're monitoring the old feed. If you want to send us something out, you can hashtag ETGChat. And we'll pick it up on the feed that's flowing right now from the interwebs. The interwebs. And um, all that good stuff. And if you want to check us out on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash edutechguys. Yeah. Today's show is going to be a fun one. Uh, <laughs> Jinx. We have a guest coming in later. Oh, and, uh, once we get a once we get a call in, we'll we'll have that guest on the air, and uh, we're just uh, waiting. Yeah, he said uh, he said he was going to check on his stuff to see cool. why it wasn't going through. Check so we may end up trying to call him again here in a minute. Sure. Second. We'll see if we can give him a ring a ding ding. Yes. Yeah. Our guest today is David Guerin. And I certainly apologize if that's not how you say his name. We'll we'll get that straightened out here in a minute. So we will find out. Whoa, that was weird. Everything cool? It's cool, man. It's, cool. it's, it's all cool. cool. It's all good. Um, uh, oh man, my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the For those of you out there on the radio <laughs> land listening, uh, my hair is all pretty. That's that's awesome. It's dude. been one of those. It's been one of those days. You know, it has. It, it has, has been one of those know. days. All right, so um, I. 
I don't know. We'll we'll. There oh, we go. Wait, there, there. I think I think it's connected. In the nick of time. Just about the time I was gonna. <laughs> or maybe not. We have a connection, but we have no audio, or no video, or no nothing. We've got that. We've got an icon. We do have an icon. So for all of you out there in Radio Land, look at this beautiful icon. That's <laughs> right. Here's a picture, ding, <laughs> of our guest, and it's not happening. Cool. I think we're connected. We just don't have any audio yet. So, oh, hey, well, we're leaving everyone on the line out there. I'll let you monitor that. You can, okay. you can hear it, and uh, I'll talk. You do that. Cool. Da, 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 da. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, want to be a want to welcome you to the springtime with EduTech guys. Listen, this week um, we're going to have a great uh, workshop at the Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op in Hope, Arkansas. Yes, um, it's at three three o'clock. 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is just an hour con. It is just an hour workshop. It is um, covering podcasting in the classroom. So if you want to flip that classroom using podcasts, then you definitely want to come on board with us, and uh, we'll show you what we can do. It'll be an hour. It's a quick overview um, to give you a good taste of what can come. You can have us out to your school or come back to the co-op for a longer workshop if yeah. you're so scheduled. Yeah. And uh, we'll discuss the several ways to podcast using pretty much every platform that you could probably get your hands on at this point in the classroom. Uh, mm-hmm. The best part is we'll get into a lot of in-depth discussion on well, what to podcast, why you want to podcast, yeah. who you want to podcast, <laughs> and where you want to podcast. So, <laughs> also, you know, definitely not any of those. You know, you don't want a podcast. So, um, uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a gonna be a really good time. Uh, you're welcome to show up. It will be on Periscope for those of you who can't make it. Two of them. Two of them. Two of the Periscope. Periscopes. Periscopes. Um, but it will be on Periscope, and uh, we'll drop it out uh, across Periscope. You'll get the link before we uh, hit the show. Um, so, uh, how's the audio sound? Got a good audio feed? Oh, I don't know. He's been quiet. He's he's been patiently sitting back, <laughs> waiting for wait, waiting to see. Uh, waiting for us. There you go. Me. Waiting for us. So, um, can you hear us? Okay. Oh. Oh, we can't hear you. We but can't I, hear that may you. Be... I think your mic might be off. Are you muted? So we're checking mic levels. Check we're check checking out audio. There oh. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we, we hear you. I got it. <laughs> I had, I had my, I had we had to all yeah. that. <laughs> wow, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, always a, it's always a button or a radio button or a click or a sensor. <laughs> it's like, button. hey, let me try this. <laughs> cool. It always That's happens right. that way. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, cool. Hey, well, cool. Um, hey, welcome to the show. And uh, we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. We know you're probably a busy guy, so we don't want to keep you on, you know, too long, but you're welcome to stay as long as you want to. Um, I'm Jeff. I'm way over here in the corner. Uh, I'm, I'm David. David and this is Greg. And for those of you in Radio Land, we were all just waving. We're waving. <laughs> we can see him. You can't. So um, I'll tell you what. We're going to let you introduce yourself to the listening audience. And... Um, been here for about eight years and just uh, uh, enjoy what I do, you know, and, and certainly have enjoyed becoming more connected over the last couple of years through uh, blogging and Twitter and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, I think the education community has uh, grown closer um, in a sense uh, because of the opportunities to connect online and um, certainly digital um 
learning and learning related to digital tools is something that I'm very, very interested in. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Um, uh, so tell us about your high school there at Bolivar. How many kids and uh, what's your what's your one-to-one ratio? What kind of technology have you guys got going on? Yeah, we have about 800 students. We are about 20 miles north of Springfield, Missouri. Um, we're a one high school town, small town of 10,000. And um, this is our first year with one-to-one. So every student has a Chromebook that uh, they have access to throughout the day and they can elect to take it home. Not all of our students uh, take them home, um, but uh, most of them do. And uh, we went with Chromebooks. Um, you know, it felt like that was a good decision for us. And it's really been a, a, good, a good first year. Um, I actually wrote a blog post about kind of a reflection on um, our first year with one-to-one so far. And, um, you know, uh, by and large, uh, very smooth. There's always a few things that uh, um, are hiccups, but uh, um, we just want to keep growing from here and, and uh, start to see the, um, um, you know, the, the way that we use the, the uh, devices continue to grow. Sure. So you mentioned that you're, in your one-to-one, the students do take them home, correct? Yeah, um, most of them do. We uh, have a, a, a program where um, there is a small fee that students pay that is an insurance fee. If they elect to pay the insurance, then they get access to it, uh, you know, at home. And, um, you know, if they don't, then we have a check-in and check-out uh, program mm-hmm. where they just check it in at the, at the end of the day, check it out in the morning, and that seems to be working uh, fairly well. Um, we'd like to get to the point where you know every student's taking it home, uh, but we just that's just kind of where our community was, where our um, you know we had a committee that was put together to do the planning, and that's kind of where we landed. Every one of these one-to-one programs, it seems like, is a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Have, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For your yes. your culture, your community, what are people comfortable with? And um, I saw somebody railing against uh, fees. Um, you know, for students, and, and certainly I can understand that. But in our community, um, you know, people felt like it would be a positive thing for students to have a little bit of um, ownership of, sure. um, you know, just investing a little bit in a $200 device. Right, yeah. I agree. And then so um, since since uh, you do have a bunch of students that are taking home, the Internet access available in your community, I'm assuming, is um, viable to provide that access for those students yeah i mean it's not ideal we would like to have more we've done multiple surveys of students and um, not everyone has access even for some that take it home they some of them don't have um, in-home internet readily available again one of those things that's a tough issue to solve there's been some really innovative programs out there where entire towns have provided wi-fi and school districts have but school buses with Wi-Fi on them parked in the community and things like that. Mm -hmm. We, we don't have that. Um, we do have several places in town that have free available Wi-Fi. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I wish there were more solutions for, um, some of the ones who maybe it's, it's a little bit of a struggle to be able to afford it, but, um, but yeah, um, we're, we're keeping an eye on that and certainly trying to, um, just be aware of, and our teachers being aware that maybe not all of our students have the access that you and I enjoy really anytime we want. Right, right. right. Well, and I think it's um, one of the key things that you said there was, you know, even even if a student doesn't have access at home, 
they're still able to take the Chromebook home with them and use the device in what we would call offline mode. Um, yeah. I think that's a very key piece because I think there's still a lot of folks out there that they see a Chromebook as an internet always only, yeah, internet right. only device and don't necessarily realize that for maybe not everything obviously but for mm -hmm. a lot of especially the core functions those students can still use those devices even without internet access yeah yeah it's a there's still definitely some opportunities to um, be productive um, with without an internet connect I mean yeah with well, the Chromebook is not like you said, a lot of people think it's just worthless without a, without a connection, but that's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask um, uh, what you guys use for content filtering? Are you using GoGuardian? Is that maybe what we you are? Use? Yeah. We we didn't start the year with that. We were just using our uh, our network filter, but then our we were having some issues with our at home solution. Mm -hmm. um, it was supposed to cut, route back through our our uh, servers here at school, and there were just network issues that that were a struggle. And uh, so we went with GoGuardian, and we've been very pleased with that. It's awesome. We have two. In fact, uh, we have two of their guys on the next two shows. They actually reached out oh, to cool. us. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely share that. We, we use uh, Chromebooks for our homebound students, and we found that uh, GoGuardian is, is excellent, wonderful. I can see using it yeah. across the board. That's awesome. Yeah, you can even set up different levels of access for different groups of students if you want to. So yeah. um, that's really nice. Um, if you want to place some further restrictions, you can do that. Or if you want to give more freedom, you can do that, which is really well, cool. And I love the teacher piece that they've added. So the teacher in class can actually, you know, lock down that class with a whitelist or, you know, control what's being open. That's that's a really nice feature to add for the Chromebooks. Um, are you using any other third-party software that you guys find really beneficial in integrating technology in your classroom? We really aren't, other than just the free tools that are readily available out there. Um, you know, we just rely on. There's just so many of them that are uh, free. There's a couple that we've looked at that we would kind of like to to have the paid version, but we just haven't put that in the budget. You know, we yeah, yeah. we've just tried to stay as much as we can with um, what's what's out there that's free. Yeah. Well, gosh, with Google Apps, there's just so much you can do with Google Apps. Mm. I mean, I sure. I mean, Google Classroom is wonderful, mm -hmm. and we find it really, you know, hardcore for what we need also. Um, I had a great question. So we, I was reading Teaching Superpower. So let's get into integration in the classroom, because <laughs> I know you're, you're all about making teachers better teachers. Do you find, um, uh, th this is my 24th year in education, so I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and it's funny how they've, how they've changed and they've not changed. Um, What's the grasp for your teachers um, integrating technology and becoming better teachers and dealing with, my favorite thing is 21st century students because our students have changed. You know, they change every year. So uh, what's the biggest deal you see out there right now? Yeah, we definitely have to just acknowledge that, that students are fundamentally different today than they were, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Well, you pick the number you know, the further back you go, it, I mean, technology has changed their world and the, the, on the never ending access that they have. And, um, and yeah, it's, there's no doubt. And so, you know, I, I'm blessed. Our teachers are, um, you know, they are forward thinking and they, um, they, they recognize they have to adjust to the students. They can't expect, you know, every student's going to adjust to them. Uh, and, and, uh, we try to just, um, 
the things that we do with teachers, we try to do them in a way that hopefully it will, um, you know, set an example and model what we would like to see done with um, with students. For instance, we just try to make things very personal for our teachers. We don't try, try to enact things that are one size fits all for them because we don't really want that to be the case for our students. Today, we were talking about uh, personal learning plans. You know, we used to do professional development plans that were very much related on the school's goals. And, you know, um, you're going to fit your growth and your learning into what we think is important and what we want to do. And of course, there was collaboration around that. But now um, we've really tried to shift that more toward what are your goals in your classroom? What's going to uh, make the biggest impact on the bottom line, which is student learning? And what do you think is most important for your growth this year? And so um, teachers did write a plan um, around that of things that they wanted to learn or grow or a project that they wanted to take on. And we've, um, you know, had ongoing check-ins check throughout the year, but we're going to um, kind of culminate that on Monday with a uh, time of just sharing. We're going to share out those personal learning plans. And they need to bring some kind of an artifact or, um, or a product, something that just kind of is a show and tell. Sure. And, and uh, then we'll, we'll use that. So, again, we're getting communication, collaboration, creativity, critical thinking, all those things for our teachers and their learning. That's what we're trying to do. And we, we want, want and expect that to trickle into the classroom and for our students to be doing the same kinds of things. So for your day, um, go through as the educational leader for your campus. Um, do you, are, in Missouri, are you guys using a bloom board or anything along that lines to do classroom observation or how, how do you handle your campus observing your teachers and, and helping them grow in the classroom? Well, um, you know, that's been kind of a, a ongoing um, development too. We don't have a, a, a system. A lot of our districts in Missouri um, do have kind of a, um, a pre-developed program that they use. Here in Bolivar, we don't. We have, uh, there was a district effort to create our um, kind of our a model of uh, teacher evaluation and support and growth and all that. And um, so, you know, for me, basically what I do to track that is whenever I do an observation, then I just give I actually email feedback back to the teacher. And then I just record all of that into a Google uh, form. And so it's recorded on sheets. So mm -hmm. that's how... It's very simple. It's nothing fancy. Yeah, but we don't have hey, you know? things like that. Uh, and and the type of feedback we give, there's not a single checkbox. There's not, you know, it, it's very just authentic feedback about that particular uh, visit to the classroom, and um, just trying to um, have a conversation. And I I've tried and I I've failed. I've got to admit, you know, fail forward. But my goal is that every one of those observations, after that email goes out, within 24 hours, I'll touch base and have a face-to-face -face mm -hmm. conversation with that. Um, that doesn't always happen. That's mm -hmm. my best goal. Right. I think that's the most powerful piece, really. Uh, and but I haven't always, I haven't always been able to do that. You know, but that's that's a hard thing for an administrator to do. Absolutely, because you know. You, you're doing everything. People don't realize how hard it is to be a captain of a ship. Sometimes <laughs> we can exactly. we can easily yes. <laughs> That's right. it's part of it. Yeah, it's uh, you can go a million different ways each day with the things that you have to spend your time on. So it's 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 challenging, but it keeps it interesting and and uh, it's it's fun work. 
So uh, I'm going to circle around. So um, your teachers, are they using Chromebooks as their main device, or do they use a Mac or a Windows machine? They, they still have desktop computers that, that are connected like to our, uh, we have an overhead projector in every classroom. Some of them have smart boards, but a lot of them don't. And uh, we did get, one of the things we did on one-to-one, though, is every teacher got a Chromebook a semester before the students did, hmm. the exact same type of device that the students had. That way they could play with it, begin to learn it. We didn't have a real um, intensive uh, professional development um, effort in in advance. Um, I'm not sure if that's the best way to say it, though. It, it just had it was more organic, and it just kind of happened with a lot of sharing uh, among our staff. We did some tech cafes after school where you could come in, and have some snacks, and kind of learn together. But there wasn't this, um, you know, module one, you're going to learn this, module two. We tried to make that a little more customized. Like, here's the topic. If you don't know a lot about this, then come and learn. Uh, and really, it's been amazing to me and our tech director and I, we talk about this, just how proficient our teachers have become really by sharing with each other yeah. um, and just the desire to, to learn and want to, um, to get better. Tech uh, training is so difficult because as soon as you prepare something, you've got people at all different levels and someone yes. feels like yes. you're wasting their time. Somebody else feels like that this is too advanced, you're right. going too fast. And it works so much better when it's it's problem based. Like I'm having an issue. Can you help me learn how to do this? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, or really teaching people how to do the research and learn for themselves too. And um, you know that we can. When I have a problem, I'm sure you guys are the same. I usually can solve it pretty quickly with the Google search. With Google, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny how the how the lay people don't realize that we say, "Have you Googled it?" Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let me Google that yeah, for you. Right. Tutorial. It's like they think we're brilliant. Like we have all the answers sometimes. Right. Yeah. And it's like I don't know a lot of things, but I can usually find out pretty quickly with just a little bit of research. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I think you know, and I think one of the things, not just not just students, we hear students a lot, you know, talking to students a lot about, you know, teaching them how to use Google, how to search. And, I, you know, the same thing definitely applies for adult learners, you know, adults. That's that. I'm just going to, I'm going to pick on my wife because she's not here and I'll deal with it later. Um, but <laughs> she'll deal with me later. I guess. Exactly. Uh, but that, that's one of her biggest complaints is, you know, she'll be looking for something and she'll search for 20 minutes and, and she can't find anything. And she'll, and I'll say, well, what are you looking for? And she'll tell me what she's looking for. And, you know, I'll key it in and it, you know, two hits later and I've got exactly what she was looking for. She's like, how did you do this? Because you have to know how to search. Right, and so exactly. that's one of the things I've been working with her and, and other, you know, adult learners is teaching yeah. how to search, you yeah. know, and that's yeah, a big part use, of it. Using the advanced features on, uh, on uh, Google mm-hmm. search is mm-hmm. a good thing for yeah. teachers and kids to know. Mm-hmm. And I use Twitter advanced search a lot. I mean, you can find a lot of yeah. interesting stuff on Twitter by uh, you can narrow your results so well that I think that's really cool. And a lot of people I, I think aren't aware that, uh, you know, you don't just have to rely on a stream of stuff on Twitter. You can go and you can narrow it down and find all kinds of interesting things on a particular topic. Drill yeah. down. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even sure a lot of people are aware that you can search Twitter. Right. I mean, really? Yeah. 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 They yeah. think it's just a stream of stuff and you just, whatever you happen to open up, you know, your account and there it is. That's <laughs> yes. just how it is. <laughs> you know, exactly. I, I think it's interesting. I, I think most schools could get away with some great after school tech cafes teaching teachers and kids how to use Google. Hmm. And, you know, learning to really search like right. a pro. 
Um, you know, some colleges have that as entire semester and year-long courses, so I could see it being very handy. You know, I was going to ask, um, so your integration of technology, and see, people would think that that's a basic level, but I could see the kids being real excited about, you know, if anybody's Googling, it's the kids. Right. And, um, so <laughs> has, it made, um, has it made learning more important to the kids? I don't know if that's the words I'm looking for. Do you understand what I'm saying? Since the kids have this technology, it's funny how chemistry comes a little more alive when you have this right in front of you and you know how Shakespeare comes a little more alive when we're talking about Shakespeare but every kid can sit there and Google the Globe Theater and all this great information. Have you seen that make kind of you know learning irresistible? I think that might have yes. I've read that somewhere anyway. Yeah, 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 and I did uh, have a, a blog post not too long ago about making learning irresistible. Oh, well, and, that's why I read it. <laughs> and, and there were several things which I would, I wish that all that was happening all the time at our school, but just like everybody else, we, I mean, we're just on a place in the, in the process and we're trying to grow because we have students that are very engaged and we have some that are somewhat disengaged too. Um, um, but overall, I think we're moving in positive directions with that. And, and the technology for some is a huge difference maker. They, uh, we've definitely from the feedback we've gotten and also from the just observations that I've made and just the conversations with teachers know that for some students, they really feel empowered by having the device and using the device for learning. Others, not so much. And, um, you know, uh, we know that for, for success in um, the world today, and especially as we continue to move forward in, in digital is gonna be just such an important part of life um, that you're really at a disadvantage if you're not um, able to use digital tools for improving whatever, yourself, your family, sure. your, um, your network, your community. You know, you, um, you know, I always like to tell people, I teach some adjunct classes and one of the classes that I teach is for Liberty University, which is on the East Coast. Well, how do you get a job with, you know, Liberty University when you're, it's in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and you're in, uh, you know, Bolivar, Missouri? Well, it was a Twitter connection. You yeah. know, it's because of my network. It was because yeah. um, somebody uh, knew somebody and reached out and, you know, this person has some expertise and he could probably teach that class. So um, the network is powerful and, um, some of the things that we're maybe focused on are yesterday, and we need to focus on the things that are today and, and be thinking towards tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think that's how we met, uh, through Twitter. And then I, I reached out because I follow a lot of educators, mm -hmm. and now I have yeah. a new educational friend, you know, yeah. from South Arkansas all the way to Missouri. It's not a long yeah. way, but, you know, still. it's still... It's right down the road. Yeah. But I agree. I, I think that that's something that a lot of school districts are missing at this point. It's, it's hard for them to grasp the tech integration, not in the classroom, but the tech integration in the lives of students. I think mm -hmm. that's the big deal. It's not about these, these great tools as much as it is about what, how am I going to use them in everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I see that browsing your blog, I see that you do talk about that a lot, actually. <laughs> so, um, I was going to ask you, uh, tell us what you have coming up. You have anything big you want to share? Are you going to be presenting anywhere? Are you going to be doing what's what's your summer like? You know, that's educational. Well, you know, yeah, I haven't done a lot of presenting, and that's something that I would like, other than just in our district and mm -hmm. and um, um, you know um, stretched pretty thin. But I do have um, uh, something coming up in Springdale, Arkansas, in June. There's the Innovation Institute. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. Uh, 
uh, Innovation Institute. I think it's a two-day event there in Springdale, and I'm going to present at that on both days. Awesome. It looks like a great event. Um, heard about it. I'm going to talk about uh, uh, really equipping, equipping teachers for uh, um, leadership as change leaders mm-hmm. and kind of some of the things we've done and some of my philosophy on really trying to empower um, teachers to drive change because they are in such a unique position uh, that I can't, I mean, I can't, um, without the help of teachers, we're, we don't move forward. I mean, it's all it's all the, their efforts, their mindset. I'm here to help inspire and challenge them and, and um, to, to provide air support, you know, to right. make it happen, to say yes, to break down the barriers. But we really need to have teachers in a position of being leaders. And so that's I'm gonna I'm gonna share some things on that and and our digital transformation and how teachers have helped to drive that forward will be certainly be a part of that as well. So I'm excited about we've got a an event coming up here in uh, Springfield, Missouri though that is going to have George Kuros and Will Richardson are both going to be at that event in um, I think it's early June. So I'm not planning on presenting at that, but I'm looking forward to seeing them. And then I'm hoping to attend the Model Schools Conference down in Orlando. In um, that's in late June, and Eric Schinniger yeah. and um, several others are going to be there. So I enjoy networking and trying to get to know, um, you know, some of those uh, um, just really thought leaders. I um, mean, they're really inspiring to me, and um, you know, looking forward to those events uh, coming up. Yeah, that is awesome. You know, man. I have to say. Um, your 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 faculty, if they don't already realize, which they probably do, have got a great person leading the ship there because you're definitely on. T- you got your 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 thumb on the pulse of what's happening in, mm-hmm. in education because you, you. This sounds like you know exactly. You're right on top of everything. Mm-hmm. What we know, not like right, we're exactly. experts, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and one of the things that that I like, and, and as Jeff said, I mean, you know, we've been look, looking over your some of the stuff that you've posted and some of the things that that you talk about and. Um, one of the things that really stands out when looking at you know empowering the teachers that is i don't know if you realize how out of the box this particular statement is but one of the things that you say is have the courage to be different i mean that's that is gen- generally not the way <laughs> administrators talk to their you know to their teachers i mean seriously you know it's you know we're going to do this cookie cutter mold or maybe not quite cookie cutter but we're all going to be cookies we might not be cut the same way but we're all going to be cookies you know and and i just it's it's very cool it's very refreshing i mean it really is well you know i i i'm i'm comfortable with ambiguity with a little bit of fuzziness and i think you know that uh, that has its benefits and it has its drawbacks sure. too i'm fortunate <laughs> i have have a lot of people around me that uh, are really great at some of the uh, details and procedure you know some of the things you still have to have in an organization it can't all be you know we got to have everybody somewhat moving in a in a in a similar direction right. that's part of vision and, and growth but yeah i i do want people to to be empowered to be themselves and define really what it is that makes them strong um, and makes them able to to be the most successful and everything i see about leadership we don't all do it, but is um, really about, you know, helping other people achieve their goals, not yeah. he- getting you to help me achieve my goals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and you don't, you don't necessarily see that a lot. We'll just yeah. put it out there. I mean, really, that's just the, you know, that's not necessarily the, 
mentality you see at, at some places. So it, that's yeah. very cool. I mean, it's it's fair enough. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm the taskmaster here, so I have to do this on time. <laughs> He's the whip guy. I'm like, <laughs> I want to thank you. I'm glad I reached out, and I'm glad we got to meet each other. And um, yeah. we'll definitely have you back on the show. Um, we'll, I'll reach out. We'll keep up with us at Edutech Guys on the Twitter. Love and, it. Uh, yeah, you guys appreciate what you do, and that this is awesome. I'm thrilled to be here today. It's been a lot of fun, so you've got me thinking. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Actually kind of scary, really. <laughs> well, this will be on the podcast, which will come up later this evening. You can catch it on iTunes and all that good stuff. Um, you can find uh, Mr. Gearin at David Gearin, D-A-V-I-D-G-E-U-R-I-N, on Twitter. You can also check him on the web at www.davidgeurin.com. Want to thanks again from Bolivar, Mississippi, up uh, Mississippi, Missouri. <laughs> I was, why would I say Mississippi, Missouri? Um, from Bolivar, Missouri. That's a little different. It's a little farther to the southeast. Um, uh, we both for, have big casinos, though. So. <laughs> oh, you guys have casinos, too? I didn't know that. So see, now I know. We've got them in St. Louis and Kansas City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, yeah you guys are way up there. <laughs> um, uh, cool. Um, thanks for coming, and we'll, we'll be in touch. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. You bet. Have a good one. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. You bet. Hey, you're listening to EduTech Guys coming to you live from Southwest Arkansas Educational Co-op in Hope, Arkansas. Um, we're going to drop out and catch some music real quick from one of our favorite uh, guys while we take a quick break. Uh, Nick C. with Completely Yours. Stay tuned. EduTech Guys Radio.
Montgomery is a new young lawyer in Hope. He's located in the Bancorp South Building at 200 South Elm in downtown Hope. Blake is a Hope native and a graduate of the University of Arkansas. He is a general practice attorney providing solutions for legal needs. Blake offers assistance with contracts, real estate transactions, and other commercial issues. He can assist individuals with a will and or estate planning. Blake is proud to serve the citizens of Southwest Arkansas. Phone Blake at 777-6700. That's 777-6700. Blake Montgomery, attorney at law in the Bancorp South Building in downtown Hope. When your eyes the gaze upon me And your silhouette is near All I'll ask of you is to love me down, down, down With your mercy all around When your poetry is clear Love 
That is Nick C. with Just Love Me, and before that, Completely Yours, here on EduTech Guys Radio. Thanks for joining us. Hey, yeah, sorry that was a long break there, but uh, we were just getting some stuff taken care of, and we had to move the cows from the south pasture to the north pasture, (laughs) so it it takes a little time. I want to thank David Gearn for coming on the show. Great principal from uh, Bolivar, yeah, that Missouri. Was... Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that, for some reason Mississippi wants, but it's it's Missouri. Uh, really great leader there. Uh, very progressive thinker, and uh, really nice to have him on the show. Uh, you can check him out on Twitter at uh, David Gearin. That would be D A V I D G E U R I N, and also the same for his blog DavidGearin.com. Hey, so I uh, got a little time here before we go, and I, we we're talking about topics because we always just have this plethora of topics in our list to talk about. And uh, so much bouncing around, it's hard to pick the one, two things we want to talk about. The one that I mentioned was uh, virtual reality. Yeah, VR has just you know, Oculus Rift started the whole thing. Mm. Kind of, I mean, not maybe started it, but you know, they were the ones. They were the big one. Oculus Rift, Oculus Rift, right? Exactly. And it's kind of sad they still haven't shipped all of their headsets. No, well, as a matter of fact, they had a parts delay, Mm -hmm. and so basically, what they told you know everybody who pre-ordered. They said, look, as soon as we get the parts in and we get yours built, we will ship it to you like yeah. next day for nothing or whatever right. expedited someone shipping or however they're doing the, it. Oh, someone I follow on Instagram had, put a, had, had posted a picture of them with an iPad, iPad right next to their face and go, well, <laughs> until my Oculus Rift comes in, I'm just making do. <laughs> well, and I think that to me, the, the key is, you know, they've been doing, we, they, the ethereal they, the ethereal have been doing, have been making VR in one form or fashion for quite a while. Mm. I mean, technically, you know, you've got Google Cardboard, you got have stuff, but Oculus Rift was really the first brand to come out and say, not only are we going to do the whole VR thing, but we're actually going to, it's going to be the controller. This is how right, you actually that's their interact They with actually it. have the interactive pieces mm-hmm. to it. And since then, and really even before Oculus released theirs, you know, several other companies jumped out there and said, oh, yeah, by the way, here's ours. And here's mm-hmm. the you know, right, exactly. Samsung and, you know, some of the other folks right, that right. are. Now you got the HTC Vive. Yeah. For, that's Steam partnered with. And mm-hmm. then you've got the uh, the PlayStation. I forget what the PlayStation calls their VR headset. But, uh, yeah, Wally. they've got one. Wally. 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 <laughs> Wally headset. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what? I'll, I'll Google that and we'll get the real answer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really It's probably something innocuous like. PlayStation VR. It you know, probably is. And a lot of discussions come up. It's, it's it called PlayStation, PlayStation VR. VR. Of course it is, because that's why we couldn't think of it. <laughs> you know, it's it can't be that a, simple. A lot of discussion about how are they going to use it in, in education. I, you know, I mean, it's funny. Yesterday we were doing, David and I were doing a Google search for some stuff, and we came up with a uh, with a great photo from, it looked like the 50s. It was a black and white photo of students in these little look like bumper car things that were oh, yes. that had steering wheels and it was a driving class and you yes. were in this oh, little wow. tiny little one seater <laughs> bumper car with the, you know and it had all the gears and, stuff, and that's oh, how they were teaching God. class it makes me think that the technology in education has always been quite hilarious <laughs> but you know I, I guess in something like Oculus Rift where you actually have the controllers too you could put on that and learn lots of stuff. I mean, you know, you could learn to, you know, do surgery or you could learn to, you know, tie a knot or I don't know. You know, there's lots of stuff you can learn. Mm-hmm. Just the glasses itself, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't see yeah, a, a, for, a use of it except for... I think it's going to be a lot like the... Uh, 
if it does turn out to be something that's that's educationally viable, it'd be a lot like the iPad, where it's like whenever it was first released, everybody's like, "Well, that's a giant iPod Touch. You can't do anything with that." And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Wait a minute! Everything just exploded, and you've got all these potential use cases for it." Well, and I mean, you already have some of that. Um, take for instance the uh, um, the the new ViewMaster VR, right? right? It's not it's a controller, but <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Wait, the, like the, what I had as a kid? Well, yeah, but uh, on steroids <laughs> without the side effects, um, and uh, so. But, you know, you look at what they've done in terms of their, especially their expedition packages, where uh, they have an entire immersive 3D uh, environment where you're standing uh, basically at slash almost under the Eiffel Tower. Mm. And so it is, it's immersive in that, you know, it is, you know, as you look around, you can, you can move around and, and as you spin, you see... Right. You know, in 3D as if you were actually standing there. Right. So I could see where, uh, and they have another one where it's, uh, you're in like a uh, African safari or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, so I could see that as, as a way to extend learning. You know, as students are learning about, I'm, I'm thinking about my, in my wife's class right now, she teaches second grade. And um, they're learning, uh, they just did, a couple of weeks ago they did sharks and um, this week, or last week, I guess it was, they were doing uh, different frogs. And you know, so they're studying all these different animals. Um, and so I, you know, I could see where if you had some kind of a VR headset, you could actually experience in 3D what those different animals look like. And right. you could rotate them around. And I don't know, I just I think it's very cool. I mean, then you could, yeah, I was just going to say yeah, the same yeah. thing. Exactly. You know, now you get into that. You know, that. I think that's interesting. I've, I've never really, I've had, I've played with cardboard, you know, which... It's not as that is the ninety nine cent entry level yeah. model of yeah. So you know it's and it wasn't strapped to my head, so right, I didn't exactly. have freedom of movement to like right. you know go wow I'm looking around and everything's here. Right. So I, I can't really say that I've done VR. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I would not know. But when I think about it, and I think about okay, it's this fully immersive goggle, mm-hmm. so that you're seeing nothing. Your eyes are the the, the sensory impact yes. is you're there. Yes. I mean, I, I, that's my understanding of that's the yeah. difference is that yeah. exactly. there's no light leak. There's nothing. You're no, just, yeah. You're, it's, you're yeah. in this thing and your brain's going, you're here. Right. So it, that would probably be, you're right. That would be to, to view the Louvre and never have yeah. to go there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to visit all these places, the mm-hmm. Great Pyramids of Giza, and not ever have to leave your living room. Right. Or, and it's not, to me anyway, it's not It's not an issue of not having to leave your living room to go there. It's being able, being able to. to. You know, how many students, really, how right. many students in the scheme of things would even be able to go see the actual pyramids or right. go right. see the Eiffel right. Tower or the Leaning Tower of Pisa or, uh, for that matter, how many students, you know, we're here in Arkansas, so how many students are actually going to get to go to... I don't know, see the St. Louis Arch, which, you know, for a lot of folks, okay, well, it's, you know, that's a few hours away. That's not bad. But really, you know, there's a lot of students that that's all they've ever seen are pictures or right. videos, you know, they, so to get them kind of immersed in that right. be very, very cool. That's pretty cool. I think, I think it's, and, and like Greg said, right now it's still very young. Oh, yeah. So, you know, a lot of the a lot of the things, and very much like the very much like the iPad, a lot of it's game related, no, right? Let's always. see what kind of games we can do, and what can we do with this in terms of games. Right. And I think I think the education part will continue to grow right. as people start to figure out what sure. they can and can't. And and I think also as the devices get better, mm. um, I watched uh, and I can't remember who now, but I was watching I don't know Jacksepticeye or uh, somebody, and they had a. Um, I think it was the HTC, oh, the and it's got the handheld controllers. The I rings? think, 
Yeah, 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 the little yeah, the little yeah. ring things. And he was so he was using the rings. That's your that becomes your hands. Right. And so he was trying to he was picking stuff up and manipulating, and it's still very clunky. Okay. Now think about that, right? Right, exactly. We're complaining about how clunky it is to be wearing an entire virtual reality, you know, headset with these controllers that I'm, exactly. I'm actually manipulating this virtual world. <laughs> and oh well it's a little clunky. Well, a- duh. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you know. Right. You know. You know, think about HoloLens. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. that one to me is just you know Star Trek. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, and that is, that's really I, I would you know I would say that's next step, but that step's already basically here. So it's it like is. holy cow, it's already at the point of right. You know, yeah. Star it's, Trek. It's funny how different different individuals have approached VR in different ways. You know, you've got the HTC Vive, which has got little sensors that's got two little uh, laser emitters in the room for positional tracking. And then you've yes. got positional tracking on the PlayStation and the... Uh, uh, Xbox? Do you know the... Um, Rift? Yes, thank you, Yakuza Rift. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Forget the biggest name in the, in the room. Uh, those are both optical tracking. They've got cameras that handle the tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's interesting to see all these different solutions. And, yes. you know, even the input with different controllers and that sort of thing. With the Oculus Rift, it's you've got these two little controllers that got rings on them that mm-hmm. have actual handheld tracks via lasers. It's got little sensors on them. Um, and then, of course, the PlayStation, it's got the two wands that have been on for PlayStation for oh, forever. They've got the little ball. Oh, the little on ball top. on the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, with the uh, the Oculus Rift, it's got, uh, currently, it's just got an Xbox controller. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. We're at the point now where everything's just been introduced and we've got all these different options, and it's going to take a while before it narrows down. And it's like, okay, this is the, the way. And then everybody can build to that one way, and that's when we'll start to see. Who's yeah. going to be the VHS? Exactly. I, I was just going to say the same thing. I was just going to say, the who's, that's, yeah, who's the exactly. Betamax? Who's the VHS? Because that's how old Jeff and I are. <laughs> hey, I watched Betamax movies whenever I was growing up. You know, the, the, yeah, I just wanted to bring up the virtual reality because I really think that that's. Yeah. You know, it's it just it seems like the last two months it's just gone boom. It's right, just, exactly. everybody's yes. headsets released mm-hmm. at around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a big, the big, big deal. Names. The the issue I have is cost, which of course you know anything yes. new is going to cost you a fortune, and that's yeah. you know that's kind of and, and and in some you know some circles you know they say oh well you know three hundred ninety nine to six ninety nine that's not bad for you. Know, all in all, though, it's a screen with a controller, so mm. eh, right. until it gets down, right, exactly. you know, especially considering the fact that you've got to have something to plug that to screen plug it into. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. That's a whole other cost. But you, it, yeah. but you know, it's it's interesting. You're right. The cost. I think the cost we'll see in VR, like we are everything else, it'll start to drop mm-hmm. pretty seriously mm-hmm. over the next six to twelve months, six yeah. months to a year. I mean, take a look at it now. You can buy a 4K 55 inch to 65 inch television. For less than two thousand yeah. dollars, and in some markets you can buy, depending on what you're looking for, a 4K television for less than a thousand dollars. Right. So you know, around the fifty to fifty-five inch, yeah, no, which no. is a massive television. Exactly. Yeah. And like two years ago, you would have been like, you uh, know, two, you would have lost your house trying yeah. to buy oh, a 4K yeah. television. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, 4K for sure. Yeah. 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 The the uh, house is reading a, ch- a comment here from the good doc. He said, "I'm waiting for the laser disc guy." <laughs> <laughs> now Greg has a laser disc story. We won't ask him to go into it, but he has a laser disc story. Uh, so, but yeah, um, I'd also put it on the topic that it's just Twitter. Um, I don't think people understand the power of Twitter, and we were talking about Twitter search. Um, yeah. And uh, I just want to throw out TweetDeck. Um, TweetDeck. If, if you're using Twitter and you're trying to get hardcore into it, I know a lot of educators do uh, Twitter chats. Yes. And so they're using the Twitter app to try to follow a hashtag and keep up with the chat. That's next to impossible. It makes <laughs> right. it very hard. Um, TweetDeck.twitter.com is owned by Twitter. 
Um, the cool part about it is it gives you the ability to add columns uh, depending on what you're looking for. So you can add a search column where you're just searching. And the advanced search is amazing. You can search topics. You can just the same way you do Google. You can put stuff in quotations. It'll right. find Twitter's tweet tweets with blah blah blah, notifications, messages, mentions. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a certain person that was mentioned in a comment, uh, a tweet, a tweet um, activity. But the big one is hashtags. So hashtag. underneath search, you can put a hashtag. So if you're following, uh, you know, Moed Chat. And then you can put in that hashtag, right. create a column, and then everything is going to pop up into that column so you can keep up with it. Well, and what's nice about the whole column thing is because you can have multiple columns, if you're participating in multiple ed chats that are happening all at the same time, mm -hmm. you just create a column for each of those that's going on, and you watch it, and then you participate as you want to. Oh, yeah. your phone reply to this. Oh, your phone reply to that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And TweetDeck's cool very cool. The cool part about that is you can put multiple hashtags in one column. So if you wanted to see everything that said EdTech, Education, edutech you could put them all in one column and they're right. all going to feed into there so yeah i just wanted to throw that out there because i think that uh using tweet deck to you know be hardcore is hardcore hardcore but uh now we get to jump to one of our favorite parts of the show the google tip of the week <laughs> today's google tip of the week comes from the resident uh guy wear of hats um <laughs> sir Greg Moore Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> so today's Google App tip, tip of the week is Google Apps. Or Google has brought reminders to the calendar application uh, on the web. They had previously released reminders for uh, iOS devices and Android devices where you could be in the calendar and you could create a reminder for something that wasn't locked to a specific day. Uh, I know in the tech department, I use reminders all the time because I've always got a running to-do list of things that are not necessarily tied to being done at any specific hour. So it doesn't really fit to the whole calendar methodology where I have a block of time that it has to be done by. Um, so yeah, now you can create reminders in Google Calendar on the web by just creating what's like a normal calendar event. And then at the top of the pop-up window, you set reminder. And then it becomes a reminder that remains free of a specific time or you can assign it a time. If you miss it, it goes to the top of the calendar and remains there for continuing days down the road. So you've always got that list of reminders that haven't been done. Um, and it's also integrated into Google Inbox and Google Keep. So anywhere you add a reminder in any of those products, it all pops up in calendar. So basically, cool. basically, it will nag you until exactly. you finally Which, take care of it. If I don't have the nags, I forget stuff. I, I gotta yep. have some nags. Gotta have the horses. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's a that's a great. Yeah, animal. that's mm. man, that was cool. I'm looking huh. forward to using it. Yep. Cool. Hey, it's been a great show. Um, I, anybody got anything they want to add? I think that's it. It's got awfully quiet in it here. It did. Everybody's four, like, oh. I would like to add four and three. <laughs> so nine. <laughs> and that's why we're the edu tech guys and not just the education. Right. No, we're, we're not the math. We're Hold not on. the edu math guys. It's exactly. going to get quite a second while we look up on the calculator on our phone. <laughs> ah, so it's eight. No, wait. <laughs> cool. Hey, listen. Uh, oh, please. you've got that crazy processor rounding issue. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Hey, listen, don't forget, this Friday at 3 o'clock at the Southwest Arkansas Arts, yeah. uh, Arts Council, Southwest Arkansas Educational Cooperative, uh, David and I will be doing a workshop on podcasting from the classroom. Uh, be sure to check it out on the Twitter. We'll put up the Periscope link, so if you'd like to watch it yeah. and can't make it down to Hope, Arkansas, 
Um, then, hey, tough for you. If, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you know, you, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, if you could make it here, if you're listening to the podcast. You or can make show, it anywhere. You can go to the Southwest Arkansas <laughs> Educational Cooperative's website. Yeah. Click on the shoebox and sign up. It is free. And uh, unless you're not in the, this educational cooperative, and then it's going to cost you seven hundred and forty-two. Sorry, this is but a one-shot deal. But we're giving a discount so for now for seven hundred and forty-two thousand dollars. So payable in cash right. whenever you that's arrive. Right. Just hand it to David. No, I, I, I don't. I don't remember there being a charge for it. I don't think honest. there's a charge. I don't know if there is it's just not, an hour quick workshop giving anyway. you an overview of what you can do and what can happen and all the kind of good stuff you can do. Who, what, when, why, and where with podcasts in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be sure to check us out on the web, www.edutechguys.com. Drop down the bottom of the page. There's a comment area. You're welcome to send us a comment. On Twitter, it's at edutechguys. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash edutechguys. On Instagram, oh, I forgot we have an Instagram account. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> on Instagram, it's at Edutech Guys. We're pretty lucky that there's just not a lot of Edutech Guys. Basically, out. <laughs> if you Google Edutech Guys, yeah, we're going to come us. up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, listen, uh, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore, and I'm David Henderson. And you've been listening to the lovely sounds of Jeff. Forgot to load up the uh, stupid <laughs> outro music again because he's sitting there jabbing the whole time, oh. running his jaw. I apologize. I well, do this every we just, time. You know, we, we put so much on you as the producer. No, we don't. I, I put this on myself. You guys will probably do a ten times better job than I do. <laughs> listen, uh, you listen to the two. I'm Jeff Madlock. <laughs> we did this already. I want to do it again. Okay. Don't argue with me. <laughs> All right. We. I'm, this is a little bit of OCD that I have. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm Greg Moore. <laughs> I'm David Anderson. We'll see you next time. <laughs> You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio. Radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed under the site and this program are those of participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.